Episode 54 of Star Wars Tonight, The Return, the 2017 edition, uh, is uh, brought to you by the fine folks supporting this program at patreon.com slash Report. Also brought to you by, hey, what I'm wearing now, the uh, Last Porg t-shirt. Uh, orders available right now until Friday as you're listening to this uh, at starsreport.com slash porgs. And finally, you gotta give them a shout out, it's Tops. They can help you voyage across the Star Wars galaxy with their all-new trading card collection. Funny enough, Matt, it's about The Last Jedi. So I feel like it's a pertinent sponsorship. No way. Because that's exactly what we're talking about in the show today. Also, the Card Trader app. Check it out. Uh, All the cards, 1977 all the way to present, The Last Jedi. It's everything that you would want with a Star Wars galaxy in the palm of your hand. And we do thank Tops for sponsoring Star Wars tonight. I'll tell you what, Matt. Uh, let's get the show on the road. Ryan has written a story that's unexpected but right. Some of the stuff that happens, people are going to be like, oh my God. It feels like its own thing. Everything is being shifted in an opposite way to what the audience expected after seven. Fresh and new. I'm hoping it'll be a little shocking, but I'm hoping it'll feel real and honest. It's here. What's up, people? Episode 54 of Star Wars Tonight. We are live at Facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. Hey, everybody who's watching us live or on the Facebook video edition. And, of course, a very special edition this week in the uh, Star Wars Report podcast feed and, of course, the Star Wars Tonight podcast feed. It's our third time around doing this. I know a lot of you guys are joining us once again. But for those of you who are joining us for the first time, hey, I'm Riley Blanton. I'm the host of this program, and uh, we're going to have a great time. This is the podcast that kills the commute. We're in that final. It's 31 days as we record this first episode until The Last Jedi hits theaters. And we're going to help you count down that time as we're all twiddling our thumbs, biting our nails, uh, uh, crunching our nickels. I messed up one of those metaphors. Uh, but it's here. It's happening. Nickels? That sounds disgusting. <laughs> like, like, that's hard. I kind of spo- I kind of did an early intro in the pre-roll, and but, but I'll make it official. Let's welcome to the program. He's the host of the 602 Club. And uh, a fine podcaster extraordinaire. Uh, it's the one and only Matt Rushing. What's going on, Matt? Man, I, I'm right there with you. I'm just, I'm starting to get really excited mm-hmm. for this film. Yep. And, um, you know, with the, some of the news that's been coming out about Star Wars recently and some of the, the things that they've said that they're going to be doing with Star Wars, very exciting. And so, you know, um, yeah, I'm just, I, I think, like you said, this is kind of the start of that anticipation. It's building. Mm-hmm. It, the fact that it's only a month mm-hmm. away is kind of crazy. And um, I'm I, I'm really, this film has me so jazzed because I honestly don't know what to expect. I feel like Ryan Johnson and everyone has said it perfectly is that they're going for the unexpected. Yep. Um, and with that, I, I feel like we're going to be entering a whole new world. So. Yes. It's and and we are and it's it's so much fun. Like now literally 5 minutes ago as I as I hit the music button, now it begins to feel real for me because this is, Star Wars tonight's become such a tradition every year leading up to the Star Wars film and it's how I cope because I had a very mm. hard time with the Force Awakens not just sort of getting sucked into the hype. So just having this it's my little half hour every weeknight 
to just sit down and process the massive amounts of information. Because if we weren't doing this daily, you can't keep up with the maddening press tours and the interviews. Like it's just going to be yeah, a matter of time true. before all the cast is going to be on Jimmy Kimmel and you know all the the late shows and all that kind of stuff. So it's our way to process it. So I, I actually I, I have two topics I wanted to hit with you, Matt, today for today's show. And this and again, um, I'm going to say it right here at the top of the show. The number one way you can support this podcast, especially since it's kind of a seasonal show, is uh, we want to. It's a, it's, there's a narrow time window. So if you're listening to this, if you know people you think would like this, share it, rate and review on iTunes, and get the word out. Because we got this 30-day window, and then we're out until the next year. So now's the time to share it and get your friends. Like If you if you know folks who listened to it last time, say, hey, it's back. Come listen to Star Wars tonight. Come to the live podcast, facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. I want to say that right at the top of the show. But I, the other thing I want to do is get straight into this. And that's the big news. In fact, um, we haven't even talked about this on the Star Wars Report. And since Star Wars Tonight is, is dueling uh, both show feeds this week, Matt, you're on to talk about this new trilogy. That's the big news. Uh, Ryan Johnson is uh the now the i guess the now blessed heir apparent of george lucas apparently evidently well would you phrase it that way let's let let me get your initial impressions so so think about this um there are going to be two people in this world who have directed uh as many star wars films as george lucas uh or more and so um Hmm. possibly because who knows ryan johnson could direct more but i mean it'll be jj abrams and um it'll be ryan johnson right next to george lucas is the person the people directing the most star wars and the fact that they are giving him this trilogy yeah before the 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 you know the movie even comes out it really shows that they have so much confidence in what ryan has done but I also think it shows, um, unlike anybody else, Ryan really, they like Ryan. They like what he does. Let they me, like who he is. Let me ask you this. Uh, is this so. like a ringing endorsement of Ryan or is it like, oh, please, God, just don't let, an, he, he he works as a director and he's not going to go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually going to just not, just <laughs> crash and burn. As long as he doesn't do that, we're going to stick with him. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think no, it is a ringing endorsement of Ryan because of the the. I mean, look at the. Um, I hate to say the wreckage and the carnage of supposed Star Wars directors. I but mean, I mean, but it's we go true. all the way back with Josh Trank. Yeah, Josh Trank. You got you to know? a certain extent Gareth Edwards because of all the re- the reshoots and stuff, but to a lesser extent. But then you still, you know, you got uh, Lord Miller. Who else yep, am I Lord missing? Miller. Uh, I feel like I'm missing one other one, but yeah, it's been it's been um, just a a graveyard of directors with Lucasfilm. But you know, it shows I think a certain level of confidence in investing and not and Kathleen Kennedy not being afraid to shake the boat if it's not working. But at the same mm-hmm. time, yeah, I, I I tend to agree with you. It is kind of an endorsement. And and here's the sort of big significant part of this news is not that these are not really going to be episodic films per se. Um, they're not stand it's not they're not calling it standalones but they're calling it i don't even have the exact wording in front of me i I have an article from um well they yeah they they said that what it's gonna it's not going to be episodes but it is going to be a trilogy 
And so these films stand apart from the Skywalker saga. They're going to take place in a part of the galaxy that we haven't been before with new characters. So that really opens up a lot of things for a lot of people. In fact, yeah. uh, just talking to some people on Twitter today about this idea of, you know, maybe this means we're going to get a unknown regions story that kind of ties into what happened between episodes uh, six and seven. Um, and maybe dealing with the Chiss or something like that. But, I mean, uh, in the end, you could go all the way back to the beginning. You could go all the way forward. I mean, you could. there's so many places, there's so many corners of the galaxy that haven't really been touched yet in the Star Wars universe that um, the fact that they're... It almost feels like they're writing Ryan Johnson a blank Star Wars check. But here you go. Create yeah. a new trilogy for us. Well, and, and I... That has me actually pretty excited because I'm not sure. I, I I don't know what the alternative would have been, but I like the idea of a new trilogy taking a new direction. It's bittersweet though, because there's a huge part of me that is going to miss the already mostly gone legacy of the Skywalker storyline as told by George Lucas, and that's not the direction they're going. I still think that great stories can be told there, but I there is this this is sort of making it official we're not you know i i I think this very much points to the fact that whatever ray's lineage is it it kind of that the the betting odds on it being skywalker related i think just went down with this announcement well i I, see and i disagree with that because I, i think what they could be doing is they might want this trilogy to stand between them possibly doing more episodes Okay. So that there's a time period between the episodes that, uh, that you know, there's some, um, you know, 10, 15, 20 years. That gives the actors a chance to go do other things. Um, and uh, it, it allows you to have time to really think and process. And, and if you do create more episodes, to really create something that's special and is not rushed. Um, and I, I think... What it says to me is that they're taking the episodes very seriously. If we're going to add to the Skywalker saga, it, it needs to be something that lives up to the prequel trilogy, the original trilogy, and now what we're doing in the sequel trilogy. And it can't just feel like, oh, we're just going to get another episode every you know other year. Yeah. It, it seems like they really want to put some thought process into that. And if they never do another one, hey, I'll be okay with that. Um, but I feel like this trilogy that ryan's going to create gives them that time to process to think yeah and really mull over what they did in this trilogy uh in this new sequel trilogy and then if they decide to move forward hopefully it means that they've come up with another gangbusters idea that they feel like no it's better for us to do this than to not do this because that's really where you need to be creatively when it comes to yeah. think, adding to the episodes. Well, and I think that I kind of get that sense because uh, I'm sure that pitch has already been in place. If, if you're Ryan Johnson, you have an idea for the next trilogy, uh, especially if you're happy with and Lucasfilm and Disney's happy with all the work you've been doing on The Last Jedi. How could you not? Um, and and uh, yeah, that's that's and you know what? Actually, um, Daniel in the chat had an interesting question. Would it have been maybe more prudent to wait until after The Last Jedi to make this announcement? See, I, I yeah, I actually had a discussion uh, with a friend of mine the other day about this behind the scenes. And, you know, honestly, I kind of think that it's it's a marketing thing. 
Yeah. Um, what they're doing is saying, hey, come with us in, in like, uh, you know, come see our new movie. We love this guy so much that we're giving him a brand new trilogy. And so everybody is even more intrigued now to see what happens in The Last Jedi because we've just invested in Ryan jo- Johnson threefold. Yeah, um, which becomes a, a problem if suddenly The Last Jedi sucks. It's absolutely true, and I think that this is an interesting thing to watch Hollywood go through because we've seen this not just with Disney, uh, but we've seen this with uh, Warner Brothers. We've seen this with 20th Century Fox. Uh, We've Mm -hmm. seen this in a lot of places of them kind of – God, we just saw this with uh, the – Dark characters, truly, um, mm. the monsters, uh, universe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like uh, with the. It's, I want to keep wanting to say the mummy, but yeah, I guess well, it was, the mummy yeah. was the, supposed to kick it off, but uh, it's probably yeah, already like, dead oh, now. Like, oh. and so I think that you know we are seeing this whole thing in Hollywood of kind of putting the cart before the horse sometimes, and Disney possibly could be doing that if the Last Jedi doesn't turn out to be the hit that they think it's going to be. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. But, you know. Can I... I, I want to posit a theory about the the Last Jedi and kind of a just a, a pure feeling sense that has no factual base whatsoever about it at all because it's something that I've been thinking a lot about in recent weeks leading up to the launch of, of Star Wars Tonight and kind of just how I'm... I usually have a sort of like sense in my heart of just like where I'm feeling a Star Wars film is going and I feel like so far, largely speaking, that's very much shaped how I see the film the first time and then I need to see it several more times to kind of get past that. And I don't know how to just not have expectations because I, you know, I podcast about this stuff. It's really hard as fans with all these conversations we get to have to not kind of set up in our minds what we want the story to be. And so I, I have a theory about it that I actually really hope is true, but I also totally know it's not at all factual. And I'm going to bring it up right after I thank our sponsor for this episode. You guys heard him right at the top of the show. It's Tops. Tops is supporting Star Wars tonight, and we do appreciate them doing it. Um, they've got. Well, they've got kind of twofold. They've got the digital and they've got the physical. On the physical side, they have this amazing Journey to the Last Jedi uh, 110 base card story uh, line that they're telling throughout these amazing packs that you can buy uh, with Star Wars Journey to the Last Jedi. And I love these cards. They've given us a bunch. We've given away a bunch. They're a ton of fun. And I want you guys to check them out. And they actually just launched. uh, I don't actually. This isn't even part of the like ad copy. But they just literally last week launched Star Wars Masterworks with these like fabric cards, these high-end uh, autograph cards. They're really, really cool, and they just put them out. And so definitely check them out. It's all at tops.com and all of your uh, major retail stores that are selling trading cards. Of course, it's tops. And then also don't forget the uh, Card Trader app. The Star Wars Card Trader app is available, and you can use it to collect and trade officially licensed digital cards. It's a lot of fun. You get all kinds of cool bonus points just for opening the app up. I've had a lot of fun kind of building getting into uh some of the different types of cards i just like sort of the visual aspect i'm not i don't chase the the rare ones as much uh i know a yeah, friend of the, the show Teria, Teresa does but i just love some just going through and reading the card backs and and getting some of the images of <laughs> randomly i was talking to aaron at uh at our disney run i guess last a weekend like a week ago and uh he randomly in conversation matt 
I have no idea how this guy knows was this nerdy. But I was like, hey, what's the uh, what's the Jedi and Attack of the Clones? These are the nerdy conversations you have when you're hanging out at Disney with your Star Wars friends. With the Attack of the Clones, you know, he's like, uh, took two shots in the face by Jango Fett and fell down the arena. And, and Aaron, without blinking, looks over at me. He's like, oh, yeah, Coleman Trabor. <laughs> Just like, all right. I'm handing you my Star Wars card. And then I posted that on Facebook, and then I had uh, another friend of the show, Jawa James, <laughs> write in the comments, yeah, that's the Jedi named after Rob Coleman. A second layer of trivia that I didn't wasn't aware of. I just needed to surrender my, my card. But I literally, later that week, opened a Coleman Tribor card in the Star Wars Card Trader app. It was the coolest awesome. thing ever. Uh, so you I can check I it have out. A, I think I have at least like 15 or 20 of his cards so. <laughs> <laughs> nice so yeah you, you can basically get free packs every day just by opening up the app and uh, check it out it's available on android and ios it's the star wars card trader app and we do thank tops for supporting star wars tonight uh all right let's let's get into this theory okay i don't like how ex- i don't like it i don't like how good i feel about this movie i don't my expectations are too high right now not even we're not even like this is not the night before this is not like after doing 30 days of podcast right now too high and i don't know how to lower the mat i i'm stuck because whenever i've seen ryan johnson at any of the press junkets and star wars celebration and then the announcement of the of, of the new trilogy and them having that much faith and just kind of what i'm seeing of the sort of writing a new kind of star wars films with twists and churns and character moments on the level that we haven't seen before, I have this sense, and this is the sense, and I want to get your thoughts on this, Matt. The sense I have with with Ryan Johnson's film, The Last Jedi, this may be the first truly great film in the Star Wars franchise, just like as a film, since the Empire since Empire Strikes Back. Because to me, as far as filmmaking goes, as far as the greatest story ever told within the Star Wars universe on the big screen, it's Empire Strikes Back. And I get that sense that this could be in that category. I don't know it, but I just might be there. And that gets me tremendously excited. If they can, if he can take these characters in directions that are not predictable, but are very impactful and still mythological in a way that transcends Star Wars. Because we all love Star Wars. Everyone's going to go see this movie and love it. But I just kind of have that sense. And I think, Matt, I know you're kind of not, you're, I feel like you're kind of on the opposite end. Do you, do, you, do you see that potential, or am I going nuts here? Well, uh, no, I mean, I definitely see the potential. Um, I, I remember seeing the trailer at Celebration and yeah. thinking to myself, oh, wow, this this looks just utterly shocking. Hmm. Like, I'm not, I'm not expecting this, and everything about it was surprising me. And because of that, I do think that this could be a Star Wars film to rival all star wars films um you know i i actually really enjoyed um rogue one and for me that's my third favorite star wars movie at the moment but this one does have a sense of being a a movie that is going to chart new territory yeah this is uh, and and forgive me for saying but i do kind of feel like this movie is going to be the antithesis of the force awakens to where this is going to be the kind of movie, the star Wars movie you come out and, and you're just like, yeah, my just kind of, yeah. you know? And so I really feel like, um, 
Ryan has that opportunity. And part of that has to do with, I think, what is happening with uh, the story of Luke Skywalker. I think we're all going to be really surprised at the places they take Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, heck, um, we all know that Mark Hamill was pretty surprised at the places <laughs> they took Luke, and he wasn't necessarily... As, by the way, as, as the Disney PR as, uh, divisions... Because really they scrambled like, like Mark, Mark, you can't say that. Um, <laughs> but no, I think that's actually a good thing, because again, it intrigues us to mm-hmm. see that they're actually trying to do something unexpected here, which is great. Yeah. Um, I also, you know, there's a part of me, I, I think when you're talking about expectations, you know... Um, God, I want to. I want to see Luke Skywalker fire up old green. You know, I want to mm-hmm. see that lightsaber. I don't know if we're going to get to see that. Um, and that's one of my expectations. And if I don't see Oof, that, am I going to like yeah. the movie less? I could. I, I, I don't gonna, know. And the honest but, answer has to kind of be yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, but does that mean that it will be a bad movie then? No, it could be a fantastic movie because it's not what I'm expecting in those ways. So. I think that's where I I'm actually there with you that this could yeah. be something, but I also I I'll put it this way I yeah. do think that this movie is a hinge point for Star Wars. Um, I feel like if this movie is not as well received if they want it to be, Star Wars is in more trouble than they'd like you to think because they're they're going to be at a loss as as to what to do. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. But if it did. Yeah. It, yeah, it it would be a little bit dicey in the Star Wars world for a while. Yeah, well, and I that that's the kind of thing is where I, if the film is as good as I kind of dare to hope, the, there's there's no ceiling on the level of success this thing will have. Like it it would dwarf the Force Awakens. At the same time, if it just if the differentness so to speak doesn't land with audiences. Uh, it, it it could I mean it'll make money but it won't have that yeah. sort of tail. Well, the real story of this film and and how it plays out in culture uh, and how it impacts us as fans and and just as people is that you know in t- go seeing it through that holiday season and seeing if it has that sort of longevity and the rewatchability that frankly the Force Awakens did have and then Rogue One didn't have quite as much. Well, I think uh, the. The different thing, too, uh, and this is something that they're going to have to continue to face. If you really do keep having a Star Wars movie every single year, how excited can you possibly be expected to get about just another Star Wars movie? You know, you do start to worry about, did Lucas have some smarts there that, you know, with the prequels, it came every three years. Mm -hmm. Anticipation really did have to grow. Now... Um, if I don't like this one, well, I've got another one in yeah, like three. Like we literally have another Star Wars movie coming in what four, five months after this one with Han Solo. Oh, that's right. It, they they stuck to the May release date. Yeah. See, so, I, I, I mean, forgot that. I literally yeah. just forgot that. So, so really, if you think this movie sucks, there's another Star Wars movie that's coming down Which, the road honest, in just kind a few of, months. That's kind of where I am with superhero movies, particularly Marvel. Cause like I'll see a Marvel film. I've never. I, I'll say this to this day. I'll, I've never gone. I've never walked out of a theater watching a Marvel movie and been like, "That was a waste of money. I didn't like that movie." That's never been the case. I've there have been ones I, that I I've thought had were a few so. Of them, but. Yeah, which is very Mr. DC. Uh, <laughs> but, no, no, no. But you have to remember, I also went into uh, Guardians of the Galaxy two this year, not sure what to expect, and it completely won me over. Like I love that movie, so I yeah. give every movie a fair shake. It it, yeah. it it has to earn my respect. 
Even the DC movies still have to earn my respect. If it's not a great movie, then Suicide Squad, not so good. Mm. Uh, you know, I still enjoy it, but that doesn't mean it's a good movie. Yeah. You know? No, that's true. And that, that that's true. And I think... um. Man, I, I, it's it, it's really gonna be interesting to see. Like uh, Devin in the chat also kind of points out that like rewatchability, that is kind of a matter of of opinion. Uh, like I I was speaking about it in terms of like the larger like just box office ramifications. But yeah, uh, absolutely no, and you're right because and I I think that this um, when you look at the the Last Jedi. I I think it's gonna do well at the box office, whether or not it can beat. Force Awakens is going to be something that I don't even know should be in the yeah. running. Like, you know, take that out of the equation. This movie needs to be able to stand on its own. And I think if it's if it's making, um, you know, a good bit at the box office, I think the the thing about it is going to be, do people watch this movie, and what is their thought process about Star Wars going forward because of it? Yeah, like, do they want? more of this kind of star wars with the last jedi or did they want more just the nostalgia train but i think this is going to really hit people in the core and they're going to be really shocked and they're going to want more of this because as a as a huge fan who loves the nostalgia i'm ready for something different uh something strange Something. All right, I'll stop. Da, 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 da. So, all right, uh, Stranger Things. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Uh, all right. I did want. I th- I tossed in one more story. We have a second one today that I wanted to just touch briefly on, just because it cracked me up to no end. Uh, Dis- <laughs> Disney's Millennium Falcon hiding place gets exposed on Google Maps. I picked this up from Uproxx. I saw it on a few sources, and I just remember. I think it was on Reddit. I saw a few pictures of them trying to disguise the Millennium Falcon with like shipping yes. containers. <laughs> Let me go straight to the story. Uh, <clears throat> here we uh, da, 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 da. All right. <laughs> they didn't even put a good like camouflage net over it or anything. It's just like tarps. It's in the shape of the Millennium <laughs> Falcon. Like everybody knows that shape. Oh yeah, there it is. There they it is. Barely even tried. <laughs> I just it's pulled great. it. Up. We're gonna it's have the link. Great. We're gonna have the link in the show notes. So here we go. An appearance from the celebrated Star Wars cla- uh, craft is rarely an unwelcome sight for franchise obsessives. Can we like just call us fans? Stop trying to get the synonyms. All right. Uh, but fans have been util- have been puzzled. Oh jeez, I hate the auto ad autoplays. <laughs> I'm struggling here. The, the the top secret is is I'm running a broadcasting software, recording software, a separate recording software, Skype plus a uh, second monitor plus this Capital One ad. Just this is like really straining my MacBook here. But yes, as you pointed out, uh, as as tweeted out uh, by Kevin Beaumont, this screenshot of Long Cross Studios where they have literally just like sandwiched a bunch of shipping containers around the Millennium Falcon, which is half covered in a tarp. And that's it. Which I guess to me, they're, they're probably not going for the overhead disguise. They're just trying to block it off from like people on the street. Yeah, you, can, you kind of forget about that, right? That Google Earth it, uh, and Google Maps will take pictures, and they're continually taking pictures to update. And so, you know, you put something like this out there, it's going to be seen. Like, isn't there some kind of warehouse you can put this in? Like an airplane hangar to house the Millennium Falcon, so it's just not up yeah. there in the 
Yeah, no, I remember all those amazing shots of the uh, in southern England when they found the the set location for the yeah. resistance base from the yep. Force Awakens. That was really cool. Um, it's funny because it's, it's the same thing, except now it's in mothballs, apparently. So. <laughs> well, true. True. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up uh, this, the debut episode of Star Wars Tonight. Grand times to be had. I'll tell you what, the other interesting thing that um, it's going to be interesting over the next couple of weeks is just how spoiler-free I've been, more so than any Star Wars film. Yeah, me too. And I think it's not me because too. I... I haven't really tried to seek out or not seek out information any more or less than I did with Rogue One, but they've just he's not as much leaked. Or that, or maybe just fan, fan sites and people are behaving more, and you have to really like go to find it. But uh, I'd like to think that it's people behaving more. That's pro- To be like, honest, I, I want to say I want to say that. To be honest, but... I think that that's been largely my experience. Uh, now, as long if someone can just not tweet me that Han Solo dies about. 30 minutes before I watched The Force Awakens for the first time, that'd be nice. Well, luckily, he I'm not can't bitter die about, again. I'm, so that's true. That's I think true. you'll be good. <laughs> I'm not bitter about that from two years ago at all, am I? <laughs> Listen, some, there, there are some of the worst kinds of people. There's a lot of problems in this world, but that kind of person is an example of all of the worst kind of humanity. <laughs> well, all right. hey, it's like those people who would, um, you know, the, the Star or the harry potter book releases oh, and, yeah, and yeah. they'd like yell out you know five minutes later dumbledore's dead uh, you're like, what yeah no don't do it don't do it but hey here's what you should do you should go grab yourself a last porg t-shirt available right now at starwarsreport.com slash porgs i'm wearing one right now in fact you can see it uh it's an awesome t-shirt design it's basically pluke skywalker porg low ren and However you porgify the name of Ray, I still haven't figured that out. Uh, but, hey, it's a really cool design by uh, our own Darth Hound, and you can check it all out. We've got pictures and all kinds of cool stuff, a nice little Google form. I'm putting in the order. This is all, say no fancy schmancy, like, uh, shop we're farming it out to. It's me walking to a local T-shirt shop in Buckhead, Georgia, and just saying, hey, we got this many orders. So fill out the form now. We've got it available right there. It's super easy. StarWarsReport.com slash porgs. Another big old shout out to Tops. Thanks, Tops, for sponsoring us uh, on Star Wars tonight. And then uh, Matt, where can folks find you on ye old internet? Yeah, uh, on ye old internet, you can find me on the Twitter. I'm over there at Matt Rushing Zero Two. I'm in Instagram under the same name. Um, I am over on uh, the Track FM Network doing our general geek show, the Six Hundred Two Club, and you can find us covering all the things you love, fandom wise, from Star Wars to every fandom we can fit in so uh make sure you check that out and then uh i'm uh, also a host on a show called aggressive negotiations over on the nerd party network um mm. and uh you can find all of those shows um on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts so. awesome sauce thanks man appreciate it we got a, we got all kinds of cool that and uh thanks for all the awesome graphic art you've provided for star wars tonight we got this super cool looking uh, background for the Facebook Live and all kinds of stuff. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, uh, anytime. And we've got all kinds of stuff. Like, listen, coming up real soon, uh, we've got uh, Carl uh, Leclerc of the Wampus Lair, Aaron Goins of Star yeah. Wars Bookworms. We've got, uh, we're working it out with, uh, there's way more people than I can remember who said yes and no. So if I start naming names now, I'm going to get in trouble. But we've got all kinds of cool people coming up uh, this week and next week and the week after and the week after, all the way until The Last Jedi hits theaters. That's going to do it for this episode. Tune in every week. 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Facebook.com slash Star Wars Report. Until next time.
Thank you for writing Star Tours. Bye-bye. Yeah. That's it. And to you guys on the Facebook Live, appreciate it. We will see you back here tomorrow, same time. Good times. It's